Well, happy Lord's Day and welcome to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. And I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. I'll be with you for the next hour. And we'll be taking your calls and talking about the Bible, praying for your prayer requests. Yes, this is a live program. Yes, it's 12 midnight, and we are live here in the studios in Glendale, California, and we are ready to take your calls. But before we do anything, we want to get into prayer. Prayer is where we need to be. It's where we, where, it's where we, 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 we fight our battles. It's where we achieve victory because God has called us to pray. He's called us to be prayer warriors. And I hope you'll join me right now and just seek the Lord for this next hour. Father, I just come before you, Lord. Lord, I desire so much, Father, that you would take over, that you would use this time to reach your people in a powerful way, Lord, through prayer, Lord, through your word, through just being in your presence, I pray, Lord, that we would know what it means to be in the presence of holy God, that there would be life-changing experiences tonight in your presence, that there would be healings tonight in your presence. Lord, that you would reach out to your people and touch us, Lord. Touch us, that we would know what it means to be in your presence, the love that is found there, the acceptance that is found there. Lord, I just pray that you would touch us tonight in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, take over. Amen. Amen. Well, again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being with us tonight. We are here for the next hour to take your calls, to pray for your prayer requests, hopefully to answer some questions. Whatever is on your mind tonight, just call in tonight. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, we want to pray with you. We want to pray for your prayer request. The number is 888 888- Nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and we are a live program. So call in tonight with your prayer requests. Call in tonight with your Bible questions. Uh, any concerns you have, topics that you have tonight, uh, whether it's the world world religions, whether it's Buddhism, Islam, whether it's the cults, the occult, whether it's something you read in the Bible or something you heard in a sermon, whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever Bible topic is on your mind tonight, we want to have the chance to talk to you and, and maybe get some clarity, maybe get some understanding, hopefully, you know, just seeking the Holy Spirit's power and his wisdom, seeking the Lord's word, seeking the Lord in prayer. You know, if you need, if you know somebody who, who's in, who needs, who's in need, if you know somebody who's in the hospital or who's ill, or if you're having uh, uh, physical problems or material problems, whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever's your circumstance, your situation, let's bring them before the Lord in prayer, because it says, "Be anxious for nothing." In Philippians four six, it says, "Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication." With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So if you've got something that's making you anxious, if you've got something that's just keeping you up at night, if you've got something that you need to bring before the Lord tonight, Give us the opportunity to pray with you. Give us that honor to pray with you, to pray for you. The number is one eight 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 
995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if there's something you want to bring before the Lord, then I encourage you to call in tonight and we'll bring it before the Lord. If there's something that, that you want to ask a question about the Bible, the que- a question about Christianity, if you've got a testimony, a praise report, I invite you to call in and just share that with us. Let's open up the Word of God and see where the answer is to your question. Again, it's 888-995-5552. I want to remind you that we get together every Friday night. We were together last night in Arcadia. We, uh, we, we had prayer and worship. We were just in the presence of God, and it was an awesome time before the Lord. We got into God. We got into the Word, and we we were studying First uh, Corinthians, the chapter nine, and we'll get into it a little bit tonight, hopefully. But uh, if you'd like to join us for, for for church, if you'd like to join us for our services, for our prayer and worship time that we have in Arcadia, I invite you to the L.A. Gypsy Church at eight hundred five North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia. We get together every Friday night at eight p.m. It's easy to get to. Just take the 210 freeway into Arcadia and get off at Santa Anita. Go north one block to Foothill Boulevard. Make a right. Go one more block to First Avenue. Make another right. And you'll see us at the corner of Forest and First Avenue. So get out to L.A. Gypsy Church. It's it's every Friday night at 8 p.m. for prayer and for worship. Next week, we're having a special event. Uh, next Friday, we're having a special men's conference, and I've got something I'd like to play for you right now, and you can listen to all the information. Have you ever wanted to tell someone about Jesus Christ but felt unprepared? Sam Nicholas here from the Gypsy Christian Hour, and we're joining forces with Stand to Reason Ministries to equip you to become an effective ambassador for Jesus. On Friday evening, February 16th, at the Hills Church in Arcadia, our guest speaker will be Greg Kokel from Stand to Reason Ministries. And Greg is one of the most effective teachers you'll ever hear, offering the tools you need to effectively share your faith and lead others to Christ. Our evening begins at 6 p.m. with the In-N-Out truck serving double-doubles. And our event with Greg starts at 8 p.m. So come out to L.A. Gypsy Church Friday, February 16th at the Hills Church, 805 North 1st Avenue in Arcadia. The burgers and the event are free. For more details, go to kkla.com and click on the Community Events tab. And be sure to tune in to the Gypsy Christian Hour with me, Sam Nicholas, Saturdays at midnight, right here on 99.5 KKLA. And that's the ad that we'll be running uh, all this week here at KKLA. So uh, I just wanted to play that for you. That gives you all the information. Uh, This coming Friday, we'll be getting together for a special night uh, with Greg Kokel. Uh, it starts at 6.30. Usually we start at 8 o'clock, but uh, it's starting at 6.30. Uh, the In-N-Out truck will be out there, and we'll be serving a meal, and then we'll be getting together at 8 o'clock for an evening with Greg Kokel. He'll be bringing a special word of encouragement, a special word of, word of equipping us to share our faith. So come out for an evening with Greg Kokel. Uh, it's 805 North 1st Avenue, in the city of Arcadia. It's a men's conference, so come on out and join us this Friday coming. Mark your calendar. You don't want to miss this event. It's going to be a great time uh, for fellowship 
It's going to be a great time in the Word of God, and you don't want to miss it. So come on out and join us for the men's conference this coming Friday uh, from 6.30 to 8 is the, is the free meal at the, with the In-N-Out truck. And at 8 o'clock, we'll be starting with Greg Kokel. So come on out for uh, this men's conference coming this coming Friday. Also, uh, church services for uh, the Hills Church is at 10 a.m. Sunday morning. So if you're looking for a church to visit or a church to make your home, come on out to the Hills Church at 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Pastor Walter Hofflin is the pastor there. We'd love to see you out there. So come on out. Uh, also, I'd like to remind you that we are on podcast. You can hear this program over again, or you can catch up if you've missed a few programs, or you want to share it with somebody and say, hey, listen to the Gypsy Christian Hour. You can uh, look, you can see our podcast page at kkla.com forward slash podcast, or just look for the podcast tab, scroll down and you'll see us and tell somebody about the program. Uh, if, uh, if you want, you can also download the KKLA app, which is a free app, and you'll be able to hear all the live programs that's going on here, and you'll be able to get the podcast, and you'll be able to uh, just keep checking in, and you'll get uh, uh, notifications of what's going on here at KKLA, like the pastor's movie that they're showing over at Core Church this Monday, uh, the men's gathering with Frank Sontag, uh, there's a prayer breakfast and things that go on. So get that KKLA app. It's a free app, and uh, you'll 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 enjoy everything that's going on here at KKLA. Again, we've got some lines open, so call in tonight with your prayer requests. Call in tonight with your Bible questions. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two for the live on the air calls. If you have a prayer request, if you need prayer, you know somebody who needs prayer, call in tonight with your prayer request. Call in tonight with your Bible questions. Uh, we're here for the next uh, fifty minutes, just under fifty minutes. So come on, call in and uh, get your question in there. Let's get before the Lord in prayer. It's eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. We want to pray for uh, Pastor Blazo and Sonia. Uh, some of you know that uh, uh, their son passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Michael went home to be with the Lord, so we want to pray for Pastor Blazo and Sonia, that the Lord would give them peace and comfort. We also want to pray for uh, Jimmy Nicholas Jules. He's in the hospital, and uh, we want to pray for his recovery. And also Nancy Lonnie's, uh, she's also in the hospital. So we want to pray that the Lord would uh, bless her and heal her. So, Father, I just come before you, Lord. We bring Pastor Blazo and Sonia. We bring their whole family, Lord, before you. As they suffer this loss, Lord, as they go through the process of mourning, I pray, Lord, that you would be their comfort, that you would be their peace, that you would be, that your, that your presence, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would fill their home, fill their hearts, that you would fill that void, Lord, that only you can fill. Only you can comfort them, Lord. Only you, Lord, can, 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 can be their peace. I pray, Lord, that you would bless them in a special way. Bless Pastor Blaswell and Sonia. Give them your grace and your mercy. Cover them, Lord. Cover them with your Holy Spirit. Let your angels minister to them, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would be their comfort, their peace. Everything that they need. And I pray, Lord, for, for Jules. I pray, Lord, that there would be a miraculous healing in his life. Lord, that you, would, that you would show your glory, that you would just 
show your power, Lord. The same power that you showed, Lord, when you healed the blind and you, 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 you raised the dead. All that you did then, you do now. You're the God who never changes. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. And we call upon, we call upon the name of Jesus, Lord, that you'd heal Jules, heal Nancy, Lord. Heal her heart and give her strength, give her power. Raise her up, Lord, as a shining testimony to your glory. We pray, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, your power, your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, again, this is a live program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and we're here to pray for your prayer requests and seek the Lord's answer to your questions. So if you have a prayer request, if you have a question about the Bible, about Christianity, if you have a topic you want to talk about, if there's a, a testimony you want to give and just share what the Lord's done in your life this week or this month, then you can call in. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Also, if you need more information on the men's conference this coming Friday, call in. It's 888-995-5552. We're going to go to our first caller, and we're going to talk to Didi. Hi, Didi. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we be of help tonight? Hi, Sammy. How are you this evening? Doing okay. How are you doing? I am well in the Lord. Thank you. I'm a little bit, um, well, I'm on the radio, so it's weird. but <laughs> That's okay. Um, I enjoy your program, first of all, and I, I love your authenticity and just the way you're just sincere in dealing with the... All of us, you know, so I enjoy your Bible studies, I enjoy your program. Um, I have, so I deal with all different people. Um, there's an unsaved person, I think he wants to act like he's unsaved, but he really is a believer, but he questions, uh, so he was giving me the question of, um, admit that you're wrong, um, it, there's nowhere it says that Jesus was Mary's, uh, no, w- was from the line of David through Mary or something. So mm. I know that Luke 1 is what I read him, or Matthew 1, I forget, mm-hmm. um, is, you know, talks about the genealogy, Mary's right. in there, Joseph's in there, of course, but he's saying that because Joseph wasn't his real father, our Heavenly Father was his real father, that Mary wasn't from the line of David. That's so how do I... Well, Mary was from the line of David, and you see that in Luke. That's what it, I thought. If, That's yep. what I see, and I thought I had heard that. For, I've, been in, I've been saved and walking with the Lord mm-hmm. for over half my life, which is nothing to brag about because I wasn't always walking with the Lord. So, um, But I listen to like radio programs. I'm in church three times a week, you mm-hmm. know, listening to Bible studies. So I thought I heard somewhere that he it was, but I couldn't read it there. Yes, um, Luke. In, well, I'm not sure if it's Luke, but there's. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Luke. I can't find it. I can't. Do, I can't Luke run. Too. I don't have my Bible open. Yeah, right now. I don't have it. I don't. I can't find it quickly. <laughs> quickly enough right now. But here's the thing. Uh, in Matthew, I believe um, Jesus's genealogy is traced back through Joseph. Right. Okay. And, well, but see, that's his argument because Joseph wasn't his real father. So, but he's... but it, it still gives him the legal right. Uh, well, even even in even in that, you know, he's 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 traced through Mary. Mary was also 
of the line of Judah. He, she, so you can trace you can trace his genealogy through both Mary and through Joseph. Well, I okay. thought so, and see, when I was reading it to him, I'm going to pull my Bible out again. So when I was reading it to him, it didn't sound like I had a point. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and this was just a few days ago, so... Well, definitely the Bible predicts that the Messiah would come from the, the line of David. And Judah, right. And, and, and Well, David was from the tribe of Judah. Right. So, and both, uh, and both Mary and Joseph were from the tribe of Judah. Okay. Um, Mary was. Yes, 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 she was. And, you know, you can, and, and you know, what, what how, how can I say this? Even, you know, we know that Joseph wasn't his earthly father. Right. But Joseph gave him his name. Joseph took him as his son. Right, right. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's as, you know, so so we can trace his his uh, uh, his claim to being part of the house of Judah, the line of David, through Joseph and through Mary. Even though, even <clears throat> though it doesn't, uh, mentioned Mary by name, okay. Well, it's still she is still she is still from the tribe of Judah. Okay, you know, and I have um, commentary. I can look in the back and read more mm-hmm. because <coughs> sorry, I have allergies. Um, so Matthew one, it must have been Matthew one. Um, so I read the whole mm-hmm. up until sixteen. No, well, more than sixteen. Because well, you know, even the book of Matthew says the record of genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, right, the son of David, right, the son of Abraham, right, and it goes all the way from Abraham to 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 David to to uh, to the birth of Jesus. Right, and I read him all of that. This mm-hmm. was just a few days ago, and then he said, just admit that you're wrong, admit that you're wrong, because you're wrong. And then um, I said, I understand your point, but I I believe, and I, you know, I believe that I understand and have understood, even though if I'm not understanding at the mm-hmm. moment, that it doesn't actually say Mary, but it does say, like you're saying, the Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. David, and over here, uh, on 16, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So, I mean, I guess just because it didn't say Mary from the line of Judah, he right. dispute. You know, he just you know people that just want to have an excuse to say the Bible's wrong. Yeah, but you know, you also have to understand something that in mm-hmm. genealogies, mm-hmm. Uh, if there was no if there was no male son, okay. Then uh, the genealogy would go through the husband mm-hmm. of the the of the daughter born in that in that line. Now it's thought that Mary didn't have any brothers, so in both genealogies you'll see uh, that Joseph is mentioned and not Mary, and there are two different genealogies: one literally through the, the line of Joseph, and the other one through the line of Mary. But Joseph is the one who's uh, who I believe is mentioned in the lineage. Yes. So that's that, that's because of the the Jewish culture, how they didn't include women right. as much in the uh, in the lineage. Right, and that's what I told I told them that I told them women were very seldom mentioned, but here is Rahab, here is Ruth, and here right. is Mary. They're mentioned because they're all from the line you know, of David, right? Absolutely. 
Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, um, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother yeah. was Ruth. And, and it's amazing Rahab that these the all it's, there's Tamar, Rahab, and 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 Ruth all mentioned in the genealogies of Christ. And neither one of well, uh, I'm sorry, Tamar was a, a was Jewish, but Rahab Sister. and Ruth, neither one of those women were were Jewish. They were right. Gentiles. Moabite. You know, one was a Moabite, and it's, it's, it's thought that she might have been a Moabite priestess. And the other one was, was, was Jericho. She was a Gentile. And, but yet God allowed them, you know, he called them to be in, because of their faith, right. he called them to be in the lineage of the Messiah. And it just, it just shows how, how, how salvation is open to everyone. That's right. And, and these and these and and it shows that 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 the, the Bible is not against women. No, you know, so many people cite that the Bible is against women or it's it, it's it's insensitive to women. But God includes women in everything that He's done in the Bible, including salvation. And yes, he, he used agree. these three women, you know, uh, in spite of their you know, uh, in spite of their background, mm-hmm. in spite of their profession. In spite yeah. of what the, you know, how they lived, he he because of their faith, he brought them into the lineage of Christ because of their faith Praise and included God. them in the, in His grace. And also, oh, I found it in, in Luke. Okay. Look, look in Luke, the third chapter and the twenty third verse starts the lineage of uh, of Jesus through Mary. Luke Luke thir- what Luke three Luke Luke three twenty three. Okay, got the twenty-three. Okay, okay. and Mary. hopefully, hopefully that'll help you. You know, there's a. You could also go to Greg Kokel's um, uh, uh, website, uh, Stand to Reason of Ministries, str.org, uh, F- and and they have they have material on this, and also CRI uh, at equip.org, oh. equip.org there, and then of course there's the uh, uh, Bible Gateway uh, 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 website. And then there's got questions, so you can put these. You know, you can you can put you can get more information at these websites. And I hope we've been helpful for you tonight. You're awesome, Sammy. God bless you. Okay, Didi. God bless. I'm going to be praying um, for that family because please the family, do, Pastor. I, I can't remember. It started with the Pastor Blazo. Pastor Blazo. Blazo. My son's anniversary with the Lord is coming up Valentine's, and so mm-hmm. I know how you know it's not the easiest. But as yeah. people of faith. Um, you know, we're blessed to suffer with him and for his name and Amen. experience the his suffering. So I'm going to be praying for that. Um, Doc, Pastor Blazo? Pastor Blazo, yes. Okay, how do you spell that? B-L-A-Z-O. B-L-A-Z-O. Thank you. God bless you, Sam. God bless you, Bye. Bye. Okay. And if you have a question, if you have a prayer request, whatever's on your mind, whatever's on your heart tonight, call in the numbers one eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five fifty five fifty two for your Bible questions, uh, Bible topics, for your prayer requests. Let's get before the Lord in prayer. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, and you want to just stand in the gap for that person and just lift them up before the Lord, you know, let's bring them before the Lord. Let's bring the situation, the circumstance before the Lord, and just ask and seek. In Jesus' name, numbers 888-995-5552. That's 
995-5552. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to Chris. Hi, Chris. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hey, Chris, you need to shut off your radio, man, and listen to the phone. You there? Yeah, hi. Hello. <laughs> there you Hello? go. Yeah, you need to turn off your radio because there's a delay, and uh, you won't be able to hear us uh, okay. correctly if, okay, you're, yes. if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if your radio's on. Okay. okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, perfectly. Okay. Okay. Um, a couple of things. Um, oh, boy. Uh, I lost my son about a year and three months ago, and uh, I am having a very difficult time uh, trying to get any, you know, peace in my life. Or, mm. uh, I'm, I have a lot of anxiety and uh, stress. And, you know, of course, the doctor gave me pills, but, you know, they're, you don't want to take them because they just make you worse. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I want to pray for that because um, I've always had I've always had depression to begin with. So now it's escalated the depression. And um, I don't know. I don't even know if the word to heal because I don't think that's the right word. But I don't know how to go on with life. Um without my son and I um, always believed in Christ and still do but um, uh, I need some comfort from the suffering and um, well Chris first let me say how sorry I am for your loss Uh, we've experienced loss in this last year also we've lost some very beloved friends and relatives people that were very dear and close to us and that we miss immensely Yes. And uh, so we share in your hurt, uh, in your loss. And I just want you to to remember uh, that this life is not forever. This life is passing. And though separation is, 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 we're separated from those loved ones right now, that separation will not last forever either. One day you will see your son again. One day you will be able to embrace him and, and, just, and just enjoy him again because we will be in God's presence for eternity. This life is short and passing quickly, but eternity is forever. And there will be a joyful, a joyful uh, reunion one day. It says in, in, in 1 Thessalonians that with a mighty shout, with a trumpet blast, We'll, we'll hear him, and that we will all meet together in the air. Those who, who died in Christ, those who, are, who went before us, will be reunited with us in the air, and we will come back with Christ. We will be with Christ forever in his presence. So I just want to reassure you that this pain that you're yeah. feeling, this loss that you're feeling, the separation that you're experiencing will not last forever. Your son is present with the Lord. It says, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And unfortunately, you're experiencing the separation right now, but it will not be forever. One day we will be together. And, you know, this this life is too real to us. Chris, this life is too real to us. Heaven isn't real enough. But it's a little more real to you because you've got somebody there that you want to see again. Yeah. And you know, unfortunately, that's you know th- that's the reality of of where we are right now. But yes. well, let's pray. 
Let's pray that heaven becomes more real to us and so many more people, that we will anxiously await his return, that we will be living our lives in purity, in holiness, in righteousness, in his grace and in his mercy, and that we will one day be reunited with our loved ones and that we would be in his presence facing him. Okay. So, Can Father, I ask you also sure. to pray... Um, uh, to be, you know, and I hate saying this because I never, no matter how bad life has been for me, which it's been bad, but I've never ever had the thought of uh, ending my life ever. Um, and I mean, I, you know, sometimes you think irrationally because the pain is so great. So just to pray that God gives me the courage and strength to go on and to uh, find a purpose, and also um, there's a question that I need to have him answer, and um, I would like him to maybe answer it through Scripture, maybe. Um, and so I come to you for that as um, as we gather more than, than one. Well, Father, I just come before you on behalf of my sister Chris, Lord, And I pray that there are many listeners right now lifting up the same prayer, Father, that you would intervene in her life. Lord, there's no greater pain than the pain suffered of losing a child. And Lord, you've suffered that pain by sending your son Jesus to the cross so you can sympathize and you can empathize with with Chris you know her loss, and you know her pain, and you know her suffering. And I pray, Father, that by the touch of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would ease her pain, ease her suffering, and restore her joy. The joy not of this world, but the joy of the future life that we will share together in your presence with all those who have gone ahead of us. Father, I just pray for a special peace, a special joy, a special comfort upon Chris. Father, that you would answer her questions and that you would calm her fears, that you would relieve her anxiety, Lord, and that you would fill her thoughts with yours. Lord, I pray that you would protect her against any thoughts of suicide or ending her life. Lord, that she would endure the pain and that she would endure the loss for your glory, to give glory to the name of Jesus Christ, to glorify the name that is above all names. Lord, to endure this world that we might enjoy the next world in your presence. Lord, I just pray for Chris in every way I can, Lord, that you would just intervene in her life and fill all the void with your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good night. God bless you, Chris. Good night. God bless. Thank you. Bye. Please, as, you, as you're prompted and as the Lord brings to your remembrance, keep Chris in your prayers. You know, we ask for, for prayer for Pastor Blasio, who, who suffered a loss. We ask for prayer for, for, for Angelo, who suffered a loss. And we, we ask you to pray for Chris. Who, 
who has suffered a, a great loss. So please, as the Lord prompts you, as the Lord brings to your remembrance in your daily prayers, pray for all of those who have, who have suffered loss this year and, 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 and recently. Keep them in your prayers. Let's go to the next caller. If you need to call in tonight, if you have a prayer request or if you have a Bible question or something you want to bring before the Lord, I encourage you to call in at 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. Let's go to our next caller, and we'll talk to Quentin. Hi, Quentin. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help tonight? Uh, I was calling to ask for uh, assistance in prayer uh, for my situation, which has developed over a number of years. Um, the short, short uh, version of it is that uh, I just recently went homeless, um, and uh, this is a good thing and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for 1987 or 84, I started law school, finished on timely, started practicing, and up until. Um, 2012, uh, I practiced. Um, during that time, I also cared for my mother, who was, uh, just made 85. Uh, it was quite a feat based upon the fact that the family, while being extremely uh, genetically gifted from God with brains and wherewithal, appears to be, as I have come to realize it, bit dysfunctional in terms of uh, maintaining the unity and the familial type things. Everybody's into their own mm-hmm. thing. And, and so how can, we, how can we pray for you, Quentin? Well, I would just like uh, more to be revealed. You know, I spent most of my time, I didn't do what I did for, for money, per se. Mm-hmm. I did to survive, but I, I made the system accessible to those people that were under and unprivileged. So I cut a lot of corners, cut a lot of fees, and did a lot of things. And in the end, it appears that I'm the one that's <laughs> suffering. Uh, well, Father, you know. Father, we come before you on Quentin's behalf, Lord. You said, Lord, in your word that I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. Lord, we neither beg for bread nor beg for, of you, Lord. We ask, we ask, Lord, that you would provide for Quentin, that you would provide for his every need, Lord. Lord, that he would have an abundance, so much out of an abundance, Lord, that he would be able to share with others. Lord, that there would be a home for him, a a roof over his head, and food on his table, Lord, and that he would be productive. Lord, that he would be productive and prosperous in your will. Lord, I pray Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, Lord, that you know your will for him, that you have a will and a, and, a, and, a, and a future for him and a hope, Lord, for Clinton. Lord, that you would just do abundantly, exceedingly beyond what we ask, Lord. Lord, that Quentin would, 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 would prosper and be in health as his soul prospers, as he seeks you, as he desires you, as he serves you, Lord. 
I just pray, Lord, that you would open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, Lord, so abundant that he wouldn't be able to keep it all, Lord, that he would have to share it with others, Lord, that there would be just an amazing outpouring of your grace, your love, your mercy, and your prosperity in his life, Lord. I pray for every one of his needs, Lord, to be to be, to be be supplied for through the riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray and we ask, Lord. And we thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, my brother. Thank you. God's blessing upon you. And if you'd like to call in tonight, if you have a need, if you know somebody has a need, you know, we've got uh, less than 40 minutes left in the in the program. Uh, no, less than 20 minutes left in the program. Call in tonight. The number is one 995 That's 888-995-5552. For the live on the air calls, if you have a prayer request, a Bible question, whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever you need to bring before the Lord, let's do it together. 888-995-5552. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Linda. Hi, Linda. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Hi. Uh, Yes, I had a question regarding the story in the Old Testament about God coming down and speaking with Moses about how he was going to destroy, I'm sorry, not Moses, Abraham. Okay. How he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And it says that he came down to see if the reports that he was hearing were really true. Where are you reading this? In Genesis, which chapter? You know, I I don't have that right now. Okay. Well, uh... But it's, it's referring again, you know, it's right around that same place where... Uh, Abraham says, well, would you destroy the, the mm-hmm. um, people? If, so if so what's your question? Ones there. So, Why does it say that God came down to see if the reports were really true, when obviously God had to have known that. He knows every thought we're thinking, every word we're going to speak before we even speak it. Well, it's like when, God, it's like, you know, when, I, you know, when God asks a question, okay? Whenever God asks a question, he's never looking for information. Because he already knows the answer, you know. Right. It's it's just a way of, of of introducing the act, what God is doing, you know. He he's coming down to 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 check to make sure to to he knows what he's he knows what's going on in Sodom, but he needs a way of communicating that to us. Do you understand what I'm saying? And now I think what you're talking about is in uh, Genesis the 19th chapter. Uh, where where God talks to to a, to, to Abraham about uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, it says right. now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening as Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. Or wait, let's see if that's not the right one. That doesn't seem like it's the right page, but we're, it's somewhere in that area. But like I'm saying, right. you know, God is never looking for information because He already knows. The information he's already he already has the information, but he's letting us know what he's doing. You understand what I'm saying? He's 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 talking in a way that we can understand. He's communicating to us what he's about to do. So he's coming down and he's going to uh, make sure that what's going on in Sodom is what's going on in Sodom, and he's bringing it to our attention in the book of Genesis, and he's letting us know what's going on. It's really not for God's sake; it's for our sake that we know what's going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. Does that make sense, Linda? Yes, 
Yeah, I understand that. Could I ask one other question? Sure. Okay. Also, in Exodus, where it talks about Moses and all his interactions with God, it says they met face-to-face on at least two, two or three different places mm-hmm. in Exodus there. They spoke face-to-face. And yet, it also says that that they Moses couldn't see his face; mm-hmm. in fact, he had to hide him in the cleft. Right. Well, face, talking face to face, talking face to face is a figure of speech. It means that God de- dealt directly with Moses. He didn't use an intermediary. He didn't speak to him through a prophet. God, uh, uh, Moses, actually heard the voice of God, but he didn't see God's face because God doesn't have a face. You understand? God is spirit, and those who worship him, Jesus said, must worship him in spirit and truth. God doesn't have a face. He doesn't have a physical body that you could look upon. And even when, 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 when Moses said, let me see your face, God told him, no one can see my face because no one can see me and live. So what God did was he put him in the cleft of the rock, and he let him see just his receding glory. He just passed by him. And just you could say like he saw his backside, just there was receding glory, and it was more that it it overwhelmed Moses. And when he came down from the mountain, his face shined so so much that people couldn't look at him, and he had to veil his face just from seeing God's receding glory. Do you understand? So it's not literal; it's a figure of speech that God de- dealt with Moses directly. He spoke to him in a way that he 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 didn't speak to other people. He spoke directly to Moses. Without, okay. without without a third person, without an intermediary. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, Linda. God bless. All right. You too. Good night. And if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is 888-995-5552 for your prayers, for your prayer requests, for your uh, Bible questions. But uh, we're going to talk about uh, 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter right now. We're going to get into our study a little bit. We've got less than 20 minutes, so we're going to see how far we can get in this. But, you know, if you don't get the full uh, study, you can always come on Friday nights. You know, last night we had time to go through the whole uh, chapter of of, uh, of Corinthians, the chapter 9 of Corinthians, and it was really uh, an interesting point because Paul is, is, is making a statement here, and he's, uh, he's, he's telling them something. He's telling the Corinthian church something. That I found pretty interesting, he, and he comes and he, and he really starts the the the, uh, the chapter uh, with both barrels, you could say. I mean, he's he's really giving them the full message. Here. He says, "Look how he just says this: I am an apostle, God's messenger, responsible to no mere man." I mean, he's he's really coming out boldly here, and he's making a statement. He's saying that he's an apostle; he's God's messenger. Uh, no, he's responsible not to, to no mere man. He's responsible to God. He says, I am one who has actually seen Jesus, our Lord, with my own eyes. And this is he's saying this because this was one of the requirements to actually be an apostle. You had to see Jesus with your own eyes. You had to see him face to face, literally. You had to be there in the presence of Jesus Christ. Uh uh, you have to walk with Christ. You have to be taught by Christ. And Paul is saying he met these requirements. He saw Jesus face to face. We see this, we know this on the road to Damascus when, when Jesus called him and, and, and told him, uh, Paul, uh, why are you persecuting me? And then he said, who, who are you, Lord? And he says, I am Jesus. 
He saw Jesus with his own eyes. He was taught by Jesus in the wilderness. He is an apostle chosen by God. And he's making this statement clearly to the Corinthians for for a reason. He goes on and says, And your changed lives are the result of my hard work for him. He says, I'm an apostle. I've seen the Lord Jesus. I I, I, I fulfill the requirements of being an apostle. And your changed lives are the result of my work as an apostle. So he's saying, you're the proof of my apostleship. Paul is again reminding them of his place and authority. Not given by man, but given by God. He is called by God to do a specific work. He is an apostle. He has been sent out. That's what apostle means. Sent one. To be sent out. And look what it says in the second verse. Excuse me. Now, if in the opinion of others, I am not an apostle, certainly I am to you. For you have been one to Christ through me. This is my answer to those who question my rights. So obviously, somebody's questioning Paul's right to be called an apostle. Somebody's calling into question Paul's work as an evangelist, as an apostle, as a church planter or whatever. It seems that there are some who are questioning Paul's claim of being an apostle, and and he's reminding them of his qualifications, especially that they, the Corinthian church, are a result of his ministry. I mean, look at the fruit. I mean, if if you don't trust me, trust the fruit that you see through my ministry. It says, you know, this is my answer to those who question my rights. You are my answer. You know, you've been one to Christ through my ministry. So there's my answer. But he goes on in the fourth verse, says, or don't I have any rights at all? Don't I have any rights? Do I have the the same rights as the other apostles, he's saying? Can't I claim the same privilege the other apostles have of being a guest in your homes? Now, remember, if you've been uh, here from the beginning, in the introduction to Corinthians, you know, I, I've stated that Paul was the first person to enter the city of Corinth with the gospel. He was the first one to preach the gospel in Corinth. But since then, it seems that there have been other apostles who have visited Corinth, and they've stayed in the homes as guests uh, of the Corinthians. He says, can't I claim the same privileges the other apostles have of being a guest in your homes? And he says, goes on and says, if I had a wife, so Paul obviously isn't married at this time, he doesn't have a wife. He says, if I had a wife, and if she were a believer, couldn't I bring her along on these trips just as the other disciples do, as the Lord's brothers do, and as Peter does? So, you know, we see that Paul isn't married here. He must have been married at some time in his life. But at this time, he's not married. Probably his, his wife passed away. But he's saying, if, if I had a wife, couldn't I bring her on these trips the same way as, as, as the other apostles do? And he's including Jesus' brothers. He says, as the Lord's brothers do, and Peter. So he's mentioning Peter. He's mentioning uh, uh, probably Jay, the, the, the other uh, evangelists or the other ministers, the Lord's brothers. Paul has the same rights and privileges as the other apostles. But he doesn't take advantage of these rights. 
He's saying, don't I have these rights? I have these rights. And he goes on, he says, and must Barnabas and I alone keep working for our living while you supply these others? He's saying, now here he is, him and Barnabas. He's saying, don't I have the same right as the other apostles? Or must I alone, I and Barnabas alone keep working for, 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 for our expenses? He says, what soldier in the army has to pay for his own expenses? And it's perfectly true. A soldier employed by, by, by an army or by the government receives his pay, he receives his clothing, he receives his, his food, he receives his, 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 his supplies, his, his weapon, whatever he needs, weapons. Everything that he needs to, to be a soldier is provided for by the one employing him as a soldier, the army. It says, and have you ever heard of a farmer who harvests his crop and doesn't have the right to eat some of it? What shepherd takes care of a flock of sheep and goats and isn't allowed to drink some of the milk? Paul is making a statement here, a very simple fact that he and Barnabas have the right to be supported by those whom they minister to. A very simple fact. He's telling him, we have the same right as the other apostles that you do supply their needs. You know, we're, if we were to ask, wouldn't we have the right to ask you to help us, to support us? You know, he's saying that they have the right to be supported by those whom they minister to. And he goes on to, to, to make it, to, to, to cite the Old Testament. He says, and I'm not merely quoting the opinions of men as to what is right, I'm telling you what God's law says. For the law God gave to Moses, he said that you must not muzzle an ox. Excuse me. He said that you must not muzzle an ox to keep him from eating when it is treading out the wheat. And now here's here's Paul being a little sarcastic, I think. Do you suppose God was really thinking only about the oxen when he said this? Wasn't he also thinking about us? Of course he was. He said this to show us that Christian workers should be paid by those they help. Those who do the plowing and threshing should expect some share of the harvest. And you'll find this this uh, scripture about the, the muzzle and the ox in Deuteronomy 25, 4. God is using this simile to show that if your work is the ministry, then your support should come from the ministry. That's the principle that Paul's saying, that, that he's laying this, 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 this principle, this foundation, that those who work in the ministry support some type of help from ministry. It says in the 11th verse, We have planted good spiritual seed in your souls. Is it too much to ask in return for mere food and clothing? You give them to the others who preach to you. And you should. He's saying you should. This is something you should do. He's not telling them to withhold uh, support to the other other pastors, to the other uh, uh, apostles. He's not saying you do this and you should do this. But shouldn't we have an even greater right to them? 
yet we have never, and I love this, yet we have never used this, but supply our own needs without your help. We have never demanded payment of any kind for fear that if we did, you might be less interested in our message to you from Christ. Paul has the biblical right to expect support from the Corinthian church. He's ministered to them. He spent 18 months with them. He planted their church. He brought them to the Lord. He has the right, but but he does not demand it. He never demands that right. He never evokes that right. Instead, he works and he supports his own needs so that they don't get the wrong idea, so they don't think he's in it for the money, or the only reason he's preaching is so that they would support him. He says, don't you realize that God told those working in his temple to take for their own needs some of the food brought there as gifts to him? And those who work at the altar of God, they get a share of the food that is brought by those offering it to the Lord. In the same way, the Lord has given orders that those who preach the gospel should be supported by those who accept it. The priests of the temple, they shared in the offerings of the, of the animal sacrifices. And, and this, is the way, this is the way God provided for, for his priests, for his servants. And you find this in Leviticus 6.16 where God provides for his, for his, his, his priests. And Paul goes on to say, "Yet I have never asked for yet I have never asked you for one penny. I and I am not writing this to hint that I would like to start now. In fact, I would rather die of hunger than lose the satisfaction I get from preaching to you without charge." Look at Paul's heart here. He's saying, "I'm not asking you for money, but I'm just saying Don't we have the right to be supported? Shouldn't you do this out of your own free will? Shouldn't you do this cheerfully? He's saying, I would rather die of hunger than lose the satisfaction of getting, I get from preaching to you without charge. For just preaching the gospel isn't any special credit to me. I couldn't keep from preaching if I wanted to. I would be utterly miserable. Woe unto me if I don't preach the gospel, he says. He's not writing this to ask for money. He's making a point that even though he has the right, he has the right. And remember, we we spoke a couple weeks ago, uh, all things are, are lawful to me. He has that right. It's lawful for him to ask or to demand that he be supported by the Corinthian church. Yet, he doesn't ask. He refuses to ask. Because, he's, because not all things are profitable. It wouldn't be profitable to him to lose the satisfaction he gets by being able to work on his own, supply for his own needs, and preach the gospel at no expense. Remember, while all things are lawful, not all things are profitable. So he's not a stumbling block. He's not a stumbling block to the Corinthian church. Also, he preaches not for money or support, He preaches because God has called him. And anything less than serving God would be misery to Paul. It would be misery. So he goes on to say that if he would be volunteering his services of his own free will, then the Lord would give him a special reward. But that is not the situation, for God has picked him, picked him out special to give him the sacred trust, and he has no choice. He says, under these circumstances, what is my pay? It is the special joy I get. 
from preaching the good news without expense to anyone, never demanding my rights. And that's the way we should be. We don't demand our rights. We don't demand anything. That's the true agape love. God loves us without demanding that we love him in return. True agape love is when you love without expecting anything in return. And Paul had that heart. And we should, we should have that same heart. To, be, to want to do. To want to do for others as much as we want to do for ourselves. You know, to, 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 to just share without demanding anything in return. And Paul's doing that. And that should be a principle. And that should be an example for us as we learn to share our faith. As we learn to, to preach the gospel. As we're given the opportunity to serve God and to serve his people. You know, and if you want to be better equipped to serve God, if you want to be uh, equipped to be an ambassador for Jesus Christ, then I encourage you to come out this Friday. Come out this Friday for an evening with Greg Kokel. Uh, for more information, go to kkla.com and look at the events calendar, the, the community events. All our information is up there. Uh, the, the address, the time, it's a free event. It's not going to cost you a dime. Again, without cost. This is without cost to you. We're not asking you to, to, to buy a ticket. We're not asking you to pay for anything. This is given to you for free that you would be more equipped to share your faith and to serve God. Well, I hope you enjoyed the program tonight. Please make it a point to come out to LA Gypsy Church slash The Hills Church, 805 North First Avenue. Come out this Friday. We'll be there from 6.30 to 8, having the, the, the In-N-Out truck, and then 8 o'clock with Greg Kokel. Come on out and get equipped to serve the Lord. And then come back right here. We'll be here next Saturday night preaching the gospel and just sharing his word, praying for your prayer request. So, God bless you and good night.